Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 26th of August. New South Wales health authorities have released a confronting video of young Australians battling COVID in hospital, as the state yesterday recorded its worst day yet of the pandemic. Two deaths were recorded yesterday in New South Wales with a record 919 new infections. More than 800 of those may have been infectious in the community. 50-year-old Farwaz is a construction worker from Sydney He doesn't know how he contracted COVID, but now his wife and six children are also infected. Yes, they all got it. My daughter is coming uh, admitted to um, hospital in the next hour. She's not feeling too good either. She's uh, getting dizzy and her heart rate's too high and she's finding it hard to breathe. 645 people in New South Wales are now battling COVID in hospital with 113 in intensive care. Respiratory specialist Dr Lucy Morgan says the virus is devastating families. I've been looking after patients in their 20s, in their 30s and in their 40s, many of whom have very young children, many of whom have partners who are in hospital, in other hospitals, dislocating their families. And the increase in COVID cases are crippling the hospital system, with almost 80% of intensive care beds in New South Wales now full. Here is Dr Danielle McMullen from the AMA on 10. At all points in that system, we're under enormous strain. Hospitals are full even without COVID. So, of course, every case of COVID that we're seeing puts more pressure on the system and takes away somewhat from our ability to look after non-COVID illness. Meantime, in Victoria, emergency medical staff are being flown in from overseas as the state's COVID crisis worsens. It comes as Premier Daniel Andrews announces he will prioritise Year 12 students in the state's vaccine rollout. More than a third of new COVID cases in Victoria are under the age of 20, with the Pfizer jab now available to 16 to 39-year-olds. Shepherd Eden in regional Victoria is now still an area of concern where up to a third of its population is now in isolation because of the COVID outbreak. Here is Health Minister Martin Foley. We're working through all of those issues, be it with the hospitals, the aged care centres, the food distribution chain people, the whole set of supports to make sure that the people of Shepparton get all the support they need. And the Queensland government has announced it won't be allowing any interstate residents in from COVID hotspots for at least two weeks, saying its hotel quarantine system is overwhelmed. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk giving just two hours notice before enforcing the hard border closure. We have 5,114 people currently in hotel quarantine. That's a lot of people. 3,257 are domestic arrivals. 1,857 are from overseas. These are all in 22 hotels. 
In other news this morning, and we head overseas, and more than 88,000 people have reportedly been evacuated from Afghanistan since the Taliban seized power more than 10 days ago. It's estimated US planes are taking off every 39 minutes, with another 10,000 people at Kabul airport desperate to flee. It comes as devastating new figures are released, finding 10 million children in Afghanistan are in desperate need of humanitarian assistance. And a sensational first day for the Aussies at the Paralympics in Tokyo with the team winning six gold and leading the medal tally. And we'll have more details coming up shortly in sport. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And in Victoria, the state's medical system is stretched under the current COVID crisis. And now the government has announced hundreds of medical staff will be flown in from overseas to help. More than 300 people, including doctors, specialists, nurses and midwives, will arrive over the next few months. James Lake in Melbourne says hospitals have been caught critically short-staffed by the latest COVID outbreaks. Yeah, it is a problem for us statewide, Tash, especially in hotspot COVID areas like Shepparton. And also in the middle of Melbourne, the Royal Melbourne Hospital itself is still on ambulance bypass this week, while 450 staff are isolating at home because of its own COVID scare. The medical imports will focus their efforts on manning our most critical areas like emergency departments, and they'll all start working by October, with the first placements to be around the Melbourne CBD and sent to Bendigo. To Western Australia and the state government has tightened its border overnight, elevating New South Wales to the new extreme risk category. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has more from Perth. Tash, that extreme risk kicks in when a state averages more than 500 cases over a rolling 5 to 14 day period. It took effect from just after midnight last night, restricting entry to Commonwealth and state officials, members of parliament and diplomats. Specialist or extraordinary circumstances are considered in some cases, but not all. The WA border has also changed. With New Zealand, it's been elevated to medium risk as its outbreak continues, while Queensland and South Australia have gone to low risk. Now the latest in business and finance news. We're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. There could be serious staff shortages in supermarkets and takeaway outlets with these new rules requiring tens of thousands of workers to be vaccinated. It's a surprising one, isn't it? New South Wales public health orders will require authorised workers in 12 local government areas where virus cases are high to be vaccinated by Monday to work outside their area unless their workplace has rapid antigen testing. And if they are under 16, because this group is unvaccinated, working will be out. And also today, Peter Cole is on death row as world government's aim for zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. But here in Australia, we may soon be paying subsidies to keep coal users in business. Mm, the Australian newspaper says special payments will be needed to keep ageing coal-fired and gas power stations in business to avoid future spikes in electricity prices. Even though the country's energy ministers have backed a revamp of the electricity market that will transition onto hydro, battery, wind and gas generation, in the short term, special payments will be needed to keep ageing coal-fired and gas-powered stations operating. 
And Peter's super funds could soon become short sellers to ruin the share prices of businesses seen as threats to the environment. Yes, it's called green shorting where, say, a big super fund targets a big miner like BHP to force it to become greener and dump shares it borrows to drive the share price down. If it succeeds, it will make money, but if it doesn't, it loses money. Short sellers can lose big time, and so it could be a controversial play by our big super funds managing our time at nest eggs peter thank you cheers time for sport now with brett thomas and brett the afl has announced the official backup venue for the grand final unless a covid miracle of course saves the mcg Yes, good morning, Tash. Now, the final call on whether Melbourne can host a grand final still needs to be made by the Victorian government, but, of course, the increasing likelihood is that it won't be in Victoria. The AFL has named Optus Stadium as the backup venue, but what if there's a COVID outbreak in Perth in the days leading up to the game? We know that WA aren't afraid to announce a snap lockdown. Well, AFL Chief Gillan McLaughlin says that scenario is possible anywhere. This is an uncertain environment. We are aware, wherever we are, that that is a risk. Um, so we make that decision with our eyes open and knowing that, you know, if things happened over there, that we could move and pivot. Turning to Carlton, plenty of drama going on at Prince's Park. Uh, they've got a legend returning in Greg Williams, reportedly set to replace Chris Judd on the Blues board. And Ross Lyon is believed to be his number one target to replace David Teague as coach. It comes after they missed out on Alastair Clarkson, who will take a year off. Triple M's Damien Barrett says Teague has been treated poorly. But they've let him hang and yep. no one at that footy club supported him when, no. when issues were raised in the media. And, and you need to assume they're accurate because they were not shot down. And it's the awkward scenario of Teague still having to rock up to work to conduct exit interviews with his players, knowing that he probably won't be there next season, Tash. Brett also making news today. The finals dream of two clubs goes on the line tonight as round 24 kicks off on the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, we've got to Newcastle against Gold Coast and the Knights have been in form. They've got a stack of injuries, but they've reeled off four wins in a row. So they're certainly in the box seat to make the finals this year, whereas the Titans have to win this game. They started well against the Storm last weekend before they were overrun, but their coach Justin Holbrook believes fighting for their lives will bring out the best in his players. We had to beat the Dragons or we were gone. We did that, had to beat the Bulldogs, had to beat the Cowboys. Then we just got ourselves in and if we were to jag South or Melbourne, we'd be okay. We weren't good enough there. So we're back in the same position we were five weeks ago. Kick-off at 10 to 8. Now, just on the future of Bulldogs forward Adam Elliott, uh, Phil Gould, who's their general manager at Canterbury, can't say whether his contract will be torn up, but has decided to keep him in their Gold Coast hub just to protect his mental welfare. And Brett, some great news from Tokyo overnight. What a stunning start for the Aussies at the Paralympics. Yeah, cleaning up on the opening day, we actually topped the medal tally, uh, snatching six gold medals. Paige Greco kicked us off in track cycling. Ben Popham touched the wall first in the 100-metre freestyle. There's more gold on offer in the pool and track today. Wheelchair basketball and table tennis, those two tournaments continue. And just in some other news uh, overnight, Serena Williams has pulled out of the US Open next week, of course, chasing that elusive 24th Grand Slam uh, to match our own Margaret Court. She has a hamstring injury and needs time to heal. So, of course, that opens it up for Ash Barty in her quest to win a third Grand Slam, Tash. Hope the Barty party continues, Brett. Thank you. Thank you, Tash. 
And a video has gone viral after a farmer paid a special tribute to his auntie after he couldn't attend her funeral because of lockdown restrictions. Sheep farmer Ben Jackson from Gyra on the northern tablelands of New South Wales used grain and a drone to film his sheep flocking into the shape of a heart in the paddock. The moving video was played at his aunt's final farewell. It is a beautiful video and if you want to see it, you can head to Australia Today's Instagram account. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.